It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp and Lemonade. It's Friday, Friday. Enough! Well, how the hell did you get the beans about the Friday? Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. Losing his mind. Captain Insano shows no mercy. What are you about, Tim? Your mom goes to college. I have misplaced my pants. Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to another fiscally irresponsible Friday edition of it's the good to be Morning back. Five. It's good to have another fiscally irresponsible Friday since we missed last Friday. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to have one, Billy. We got three amazing food days today. The first food day it is National Double Cheeseburger Day. Oh, 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 yes, please. Pretty good. You never can uh, go wrong with a double cheeseburger. Please. That me. Used... <laughs> what is it? Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> uh, that rolled off or... your tongue pretty quickly. Yeah, well, it's that's an old, old, old McDonald's thing. Oh, that's, for some reason, yeah. I thought that was Wendy's. No, that's, McDonald's. that's the Big Mac. The Mickey, the Mickey, yeah. the Mickey D. Uh, we used to get double yeah. cheeseburgers when we were a little kid. They used to have them on the 99 cent meal at McDonald's. Yeah, and we used to, you used to get, you could get two double cheeseburgers, a large sweet tea, and two fried pies for, I think it was one, two, three, four, four, four twenty-eight, I think was the total after tax and everything. Uh, that used to be, I used to get that all the time, man. Two double cheeseburgers, two fried apple pies, and a large sweet tea for four twenty-eight. That was that was my go-to, man. What what's what do you like to put on top of your double cheeseburger? What's your what's your condiment of choice? I'm a basic fish. Um, <laughs> give me ketchup and pickles. All right, me, that's all. I want. Give me t- ketchup and pickles if I can. Like, I'll take some a little bit of bacon, but when it just if it's just a, like a. A cookout, just give me ketchup and pickles. I'm good. You're the uh, you're the pumpkin spice of double cheeseburger guys, is what you're telling me. Sure, the we'll basic, go with that. Basic girl, I like it. I, I I throw everything I can, anything but the kitchen sink on top of it. I'm with you on the bacon. I do I do onions, lettuce, tomato, uh, mayo it has to be Duke's mayo. If you're a fan of Blue Plate, uh, or if you're a fan of Hellman's mayo, please stop listening to this podcast. Duke's is the only type of mayo that I even recognize as mayo. Uh, mustard's good. Ketchup, uh, ketchup is good. Pickles, throw pickles on there. The thing is, though, I want I want my tomatoes or excuse me, I want my onions diced up and on the patty with the melted cheese on top. So the melted cheese is sort of hugging the onions to the patty. And um, you know, if you like you said, if you want to throw some bacon on there, something really good. Don't put don't put lettuce, tomato, onions. Uh, or, or ketchup or mustard or mayo or anything on it. Throw a couple slices of bacon on there and sprinkle a little smattering of barbecue sauce on top of it. That sounds good. Not bad. Good. Yeah, not bad. Now I want a double okay. cheeseburger. It's 6 o'clock in the morning and I want a double cheeseburger for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, today is also National Cheese Toast Day, Billy, which, I'm, which I think, I'm assuming, is just grilled cheese. The pictures look like grilled cheese. And who the hell isn't a fan of grilled cheese? I would love to know who's not a fan of grilled cheese. Like, what is wrong with you if you're not a fan of grilled cheese? Seriously, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody that wasn't a fan of grilled cheese that I can think of off the top of my head. Grilled cheese, grilled cheese, anyone, anyone, grilled cheese, Bueller, anyone? Bueller, anyone, <laughs> Bueller. As soon as I said that, the first thing that popped into my mind was uh, John Candy in Blues Brothers, Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Orange, orange Whip, Whip, Orange Whip. I have a whole chicken. <laughs> Some dry toast. Um, 
<laughs> we had a, a, my kids love grilled cheese. It's a, it's a quick, easy meal. We do a lot, especially in the winter. Um, grilled cheese and tomato soup is absolutely awesome. I, we made one time we didn't have like American sliced cheese, and we had uh, I think it was Gouda or something. We had yeah. I think it was Gouda sliced. It wasn't, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't Gouda. What was it Munster? It was Munster. We had Munster sliced cheese in the refrigerator. And so I made grilled cheese with gouda um, instead of like a, instead of our just like a normal American cheese, and they were eating it and they were like, "Dad, where did you get this fancy cheese from? Like, what are you guys uh, talking about?" They're like, "Oh, this cheese is amazing! Like, it's so fancy!" And I'm like, "Guys, it's just Munster. Che- you buy it at the grocery store. It's right next to the American cheese. It's not fancy cheese. It's just a different flavor." But they thought it was uh, they thought it was fancy. That's that's funny because the first thing that popped into my mind when you said Munster was like I, I legitimately I'm 37 almost 38 years old and as long as I've been singing Cheeseburger in Paradise I didn't realize he he mentioned the word Munster in his <laughs> in in his um, song until this year actually until like two weeks ago <laughs> oh it's such a good song such a good song uh, Billion today is also National Linguini Day. Yeah. yeah, give me some linguine pasta. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm down with any type of pasta. Any like, there's. I, I don't think I've ever ran into any pasta that I've I've disliked. So yeah. In, me, if in, you get linguine and you get some uh, shrimp, um, off of the the stovetop, man, you're you're in good shape. See, I'll be so, I'll be honest with you. That's one Italian dish that I'm not a huge fan of. I don't like shrimp in my pasta. I don't feel like it flows well with the pasta for some reason. Oh, I completely disagree. <laughs> it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. And I don't. I don't like meatballs. Like I don't. I don't like chunky meat with any of my pasta, like a linguine or a spaghetti or something like that, because I don't feel like it. It doesn't flow with the meal for some reason. I don't know. I. I just. I, I can't. It just doesn't. It doesn't flow with the way I eat. Like you have to do extra things to get a bite of everything if you know what i mean like you have to get the you have to get the linguine on your fork and then you have to get a little bit of the sauce and then you have to get a little bit of the shrimp i don't want to go through that many steps to take a bite of the food i'm eating like I, I, everything needs to be incorporated into the sauce so yeah not not a big fan of shrimp on my pasta for some reason yeah well you grew up from italians i grew up with irish people so i mean that's uh, that's the hard difference that's true but i yeah, I, don't, I don't know if they ever put shrimp I, now that you said that there you go. Uh, yeah, I I never even thought about that. I don't I don't ever remember them putting shrimp in pasta. If it happened, I'd forgotten about it. I didn't even think about that. Good point, Bill. Very very good point. Uh, the Braves keep... probably rolling over. Like, <laughs> out right now. Uh, the Braves are traveling to Miami this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, six forty tonight. Saturday start time is four ten, and Sunday start time is one forty. We got Elder versus Cueto tonight. And then on Sunday, oh, the Jeep coffee's coming up. Uh, on Sunday at 1.40, we have Morton versus Lazardo. Nobody nobody announced for tomorrow yet. So uh, to be announced are playing tomorrow on the bump for the Miami Marlins and for the Atlanta Braves. The National League champion Atlanta Woo. Braves. And we didn't get a chance. National Guys, League East. National League East yeah. champions. For now. So yesterday we were we had an entire podcast recorded and we looked down and realized that um somehow it wasn't recorded so almost threw this road out the window (laughs) if it if it was mine and not hometown sports media's i would have 
Oh God, that was it was frustrating. But at the same time, hey, uh, bravo to the Braves, six straight. Um, let's continue on, man. Um, we are nine games away from passing the, um, the Braves all-time record, I think, um, which is 106. Yep. Uh, which was the 98 Braves, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think so. Go to hell, Morgan Wallen. <laughs> Uh, look, it, this may be, I think people are starting to realize, and this is, I'm starting to see more and more videos and more and more uh, conversation about this online. This may be the best Braves theme. And we've talked about this on the podcast for months now, literally months. Yeah. And this may be the best Braves team of all time. It may I mean, be the honestly. best baseball team of all time. I think there's an Some, argument to be made at the end of the season if, if the Braves take care of what they're supposed to take care of. This arguably could be the greatest baseball team of all time. Yeah. If if they do what I think they can do, which is really really perform in the in the playoffs, um, I this team this team is battle tested. It's been battle tested for a while, right? They. They have the most, they do not give up. Um, most of the time you, you see them, if they're down by, they're down by 10, they're, they're still trying to come back and they, they, they come close sometimes. Um, so it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do in the playoffs. The biggest thing for me is it, once we get into the playoffs, we cannot have a max free going four innings. No. Uh, no, you know, outing where, no. you know, he gets his pitch count up to a hundred really quick um we can't have those no um, absolutely not or you know whoever but it, it's got to be we've got to hit we've got to we can't have matt olson go dry in the playoffs like i'm pretty sure he did last year um yeah there's just a lot of things that we can't have that i i think would stop us from having a world series because right now that's that's what the Braves are aiming for is the World Series or bust. And, I mean, you look at the four starters that we have right now that we can, when the season's over, we can line these starters up in any shape or form that we want in the playoffs. Uh, we're <clears throat> Morton, Wright, Freed, Strider. And if, it's, if it's me, if it's me, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm pitching Spencer Strider game one, and then I'm throwing Max Free game two, and then Charlie Morton game three. If we need a game, a game four, most of the time these games are spread out so bad that they only need three starters in the playoffs. I hate that. So if it's if it's me, then Spencer goes again after game four or after game three. So we don't even need Kyle Wright unless he wants to come out of the bullpen. Um, yeah, but it's that's just me because I want to go righty lefty righty, and I think that would be a good strength right there for us. Um, Charlie doesn't care if he has to go on the road for game three. Um, he'll pitch anywhere. I think Spencer and, and Freed on, in, at home would be fantastic. So, I mean, there's just a lot of different variables that I think. We, but I think going righty, lefty, righty, it would be huge for us. And if you go with that, you're leaving out a guy who's 12 and four this year in the top 10 in ERA and in the top 20 in whip in Bryce Elder. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's crazy that's, the amount of arms we have right now. Here. And do what? That's that's how Bra- 
that's how great the Braves have been this year. Yeah. That I want to, I'm comfortable with those three. Um, I mean, we can interchange Morton and, and Elder, but, you know, Elder has those moments that scare us. We've I, talked about I, I like that. Morton on the bump in the playoffs, dude. I mean, he, he's, 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 he is our veteran pitcher up there. I, I know, I know, Freed, I know Freed has been there and done it. I, I know Strider was there last year. Um, you know, but but that is Morton is our veteran leader. Might not be the best, most talented pitcher on the on the starting rotation, but he he is the veteran leader on that team. He doesn't have to be. So yeah, Braves uh, Braves have a three game set against the Marlins. Let's destroy the Marlins because they suck too. <laughs> uh, and move on, uh, Billy. The Falcons. The Falcons against Braves after this, right? Uh, Let me look up. Yeah, we got three. We got Miami, and then home versus Philly, uh, then at Washington, and then we finish up at home as well versus the Cubs, and then uh, versus Washington. So we get to welcome back Uncle Dansby. Yes, our cousin Dansby. Yep. So. Right before the last, right before the last game or the last series of the uh, season. Uh, Falcons welcome in the Green Bay Packers this weekend. Billy, what did you see last weekend that you want to see the Falcons tinker with a bit this weekend? Right now, Falcons are a point and a half favorite at home. Which I completely disagree with, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Tinker with, I think we need to, I think Arthur Smith needs to get in some play action passes that um, are downfield. Um, he did. I don't think Desmond Ritter threw a ball downfield at all. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he threw a ball over five yards. Yeah, he was not confident to to make the deep throw. We need to. We need to get there. Um, because if you can't take the take the top off, there's no defenses are going to eat you up. So we need to get to that point. Um, defensively, I think we looked pretty decent. Um, that defensive line was everywhere. The linebackers flew around and held uh, tight end in check, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of different variables that I, I think Falcons looked pretty good at um, on Sunday. Minus, it's just weird when, you're, when your winning quarterback misses only three passes and he only has 115 yards. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that's gotta, that's gotta change. Fifteen for eight with 115 yards and one tutty. Like that's just that's not NFL numbers. That's like high school numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. It's I think the biggest thing for me that needs to change from last week to this week, Drake London, one target. Yeah, that's gotta change. Kyle I, Pitts I, has to be more involved. Yeah, I, I don't. Kyle Pitts and Drake London combined for four targets, two receptions, and 44 yards and no touchdowns. Like. Why draft those players so high in the first round if you're not going to utilize them? Like, if you if if you're not going to utilize them, trade them away. Like, you Drake London and Kyle Pitts are phenomenal football players. If you're not going to use them, trade them away for something you are going to use. Um, because it's it's very very obvious that the number one target in the passing offense on Sunday was Bijan Robinson, and Tyler Algier I think is your RB one right now. Um, so if you if you're not going to utilize Kyle Pitts and Drake London in the passing game, get rid of them. Get rid of them for somebody you are going to utilize because uh, four targets between Drake London and Kyle Pitts, yeah, that's unexcusable. The fact that Mac Hollins had more targets than Kyle Pitts and Drake London combined, like what the hell are you doing? Like what is this yeah. offense? It's 
I'm with you, man. I think the defense looked phenomenal against the pack uh, against the Panthers. Defensive line was really getting after it. They were flying around. Jesse Bates is an absolute dude. Um, yeah. and, and they're getting back. Who's the old uh, Who's the old Ohio State um, guy that that y'all got in the offseason? DB. Oh, uh, cornerback Akuda. Akuda. He was drafted by yeah Akuda. Jeff Akuda. He, he um he he should be back this week. I think I saw him. I saw positive uh positive injury or you know whatever injury news on him. Uh, I think he's gonna be back this weekend. That should be okay. big. Do what? Oh. If he could be nickel, yeah, yeah, that's and, and they're gonna have to against Jordan Love. Like Jordan Love last week went for two forty five with three tutties. Like Jordan Love is a dude. He is an absolute dude. So, um, yeah, Falcons. Falcons are a point and a half favorite. Defensive line and defense. Just keep doing what you did against that uh, leprechaun in Carolina. The offense has got to take the top off. They they just have to. They have to go over the top and take the top off. And uh, and get some passing plays downfield, like it's the NFL. It's you you have to be able to do that and get your stars more targets. Get Drake London, get Kyle Pitts more targets. Like figure out a game plan to get them involved more because they're both first round picks. Like what are we doing? Yeah. Oh, it's just, You're right. It's just frustrating. Uh, Billy, welcome to Falcons fan, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, it's. This podcast has turned me into a more of a Falcons fan than I ever expected to be. Um, but uh, but luckily, I can just flip on my Cowboys and watch us put up 50 points and feel a lot better about the NFL. Uh, Billy, tonight it's Friday, and that means only one thing in the South. It's Friday Night Lights. We got a whole slate of games. We're going to run them down, Billy, and let's get our thoughts on them. Just a couple quick quick little quips on how we think these games are going to play out. First one, Bowden at Dade County. Bowden's got a two-hour tra- trip up to Trenton. That's going to be a fun little drive. Um, I, I still think they win. 19 is the number, and I, I don't know if they're going to cover, but if they continue to play like they have the last two weeks, they should cover easily. But um, we'll see how this trip does because that, that two-hour trip up to Dade County is going to be tough. Um, so I, I'm taking Bowden, but you know the points may be a little bit under that 19. Yeah, I'm taking Bowden as well. Like you said, they travel up to up to Dade County, and this is the last away game they have essentially all year. Uh, they're, they're home versus Temple, home versus St. Francis, home versus uh, Forest Park, home versus Christian Heritage. And then the last game of the year, it's an away game, but it's only Mount Zion. So it's it's not like right. it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, Dade County right now, one and two on the year. That 19 is a big number, so I'm definitely taking Bowden to win. I don't know if they cover, but uh, yeah, give me the Bowden Red Devils. Uh, next, another almost all of our teams are on the road this week. Bremen travels to Gordon Lee. Oh no, Bremen does not travel to Gordon Lee. Bremen is at home versus Gordon Lee. Oh, why does? Yeah, Bremen is at home versus Gordon Lee. I don't know why you put. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but it's about uh, Gordon Lee. Gordon Lee's got a decent team. Um, talked with Rooster Russell yesterday. He said that they are they are getting healthy. Unfortunately, uh, kicker Wyatt Mathis Klein tore his ACL against oh, Harrison County on what? the, on the uh, grass. So that no. Uh-huh. No, the kid that kicked a 40-something yard field goal? 52-yarder that oh, goes down in the record books. Yeah. Dude, that sucks. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, so they're going to have to throw out a freshman kicker. Um, you know, he, he seems confident. Um, he, he talked about just how, you know, their offense is ready to go, and I think their defense is. I think a lot of their this um, 
Gordon Lee defense or Gordon Lee offense is is predicated on the run. And if you want to do anything against Freeman, that's not a run is not the way to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to take Bremen. I don't know if they win by 17, but I think they can win. Um, so give me Bremen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the exact same thought process as you, Billy. I'm taking Bremen as well. I don't know if they cover that 17. Bremen's got to get that offense going, though, man. 26 points in the past two games. They, they've got to up that a little bit more. Uh, I, I'd like to see them try to reach to the 30 spot. But, I mean, if you keep playing defense like Bremen did the first two weeks, you don't you don't have to score 30. So, uh, yeah, give, give me Bremen at home. I don't know if they – like I said, I don't know if they cover that 17. Uh, Gordon Lee, I think, is a pretty good team this year. Um, but, yeah, give me Bremen at home. Next, uh, Carrollton is hosting Jenkins. Carrollton wins big. Uh, they make – they're probably going to cover, and they may cover at halftime. Yeah. Uh, Juju's out by half. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I agree. Carrollton's a 41 point favorite. Carrollton covers. Carrollton beats Jenkins, uh, Leroy Jenkins, uh, and they, they remain at number five in the state or move up. Central is on the road at Northgate. Six, uh, six point favorite to uh, Central. Dumbest line all week. Uh, Central wins this one by at least two tuds. Yeah, I would think so. Um, right now, uh, Villarica's win over Northgate is the biggest upset of the year so far in, in the Northwest Georgia. Those guys on Twitter. Um, so, I, yeah, I would at six point six point favorite in favor of Central. Man, Central's done nothing but just absolutely mollywop everybody. I mean, fifty to 12, 34 to 14, 42 to seven, 40 to twenty one. So, I would expect much of the same against Northgate. I'm taking Central, and I think they win by two tutties. Uh, next yep. one is Heard at Rabin. Heard has a long road trip ahead of him today. What's the line? Uh, line right now is Rabin minus 35. Give me Heard in the points. I'm not going to take Heard to win, but give me Heard the points. I don't think I don't think Rabin covers here. I don't think Rabin is as good this year as they have been in past. Um you know they, they lost to Stevens County. They beat they beat Harrelson County forty five to twenty one. Uh, they beat a Daresville thirty five to twenty. I don't think Hurd wins this one, but I just don't see Hurd County going up there and losing by thirty five or more. I'm with you as well, Billy. I, I, I think I don't think Hurd County wins, but I think they play Raven close. I think Raven only wins by probably about fourteen, uh, maybe two tutties is is what Raven wins wins by. Uh, the I the, watched Bowden and I watched Raven against Bowden and it was. Yeah, Bowden yeah. handle business. So I mean, I'm I'm basing everything off of that. I think Hurt County wins or does not win, but I think they get they keep it close. Yeah, uh, the closest line of the weekend: Mount Zion versus Brookstone. Brookstone right now is a one point favorite in this game. This one's going to be tough. Brookstone's a really good team. Um, I know you got a chance to talk with Brad Gordon, didn't you? Yes. Um, he. He seems really, I, from what I remember, he seems really concerned about this game. Um, I still think, I'm pretty sure Mount Zion won this game last year. No, no, I'm, I think they lost. I think this is one of the, yeah, I believe this is one of their um, revenge games, if you will. Uh, yeah, they lost 33 to 10 last year. That's right. Uh, this game is, they're back at home. Uh, we're going to be there for Hometown Sports Media. Um for the pregame and postgame show. I just, you know what? I, I think I think Mount Zion wins this one I do and too. covers the point. I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mount Zion, a, a one-point dog in this one. I think Mount Zion wins. 
I think Sherrod Montgomery probably has three touchdowns in this game. Um, this is a revenge game for Mount Zion, and I think they I think they win this one and go four and zero on the young season, and uh, the Eagles keep rolling. Uh, Temple coming off a little bit of a heartbreaking loss last week. Uh, Temple is a twelve point favorite on the road against Pepper. Give me Temple. Uh, Temple's going to cover the points too because they are pissed. They are pissed about last week. <laughs> they realized that they just let an opportunity slip through their fingers and shouldn't have lost to. Um, who was it? Now I'm, my Lumpkin, mind just Lumpkin went County. Lumpkin County. Yeah. yeah, they shouldn't have lost in Lumpkin County. Uh, so I, I think they're ticked off. They, they went back to work, went back to the basics this week. Talked to Corey Nix yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm taking Temple in the points. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got to listen to that interview yet with Corey Nix, but I'm I'm very excited to listen to that because I want to hear his thoughts on that. Um, yeah, on the road versus Pepperell. I just I hope Temple is not overlooking this Pepperell game to next week when they uh, have to travel to Bowden. So I, I am taking Temple. That minus twelve, I, 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 am going to take Temple and and say they're going to cover. I think they're going to win by two tutties. I just hope they're not overlooking Pepperell to get to Bowden next week. Pepperell's not very good either. They're zero and three on the season, and have been absolutely mollywhopped just about by everybody it's they've really, played. It's a really good Pepperell, like it's a really good zero and three Pepperell team. Like if that makes any sense, I promise you, they're they're a lot better than the the record indicates i promise no they lost 38 nothing to a directional direction whitfield anytime you lose to one of those directional whitfield teams i lose a lot of respect for you because i that i hate those teams uh villarica villarica's on the road at tri-cities villarica is a 28 point favorite in this game villarica wins i'm not sure they cover the points yeah i'm i exact same thought process billy villarica wins that's a big that's a big spread 28 points against tri-cities i don't know the tri-cities isn't very good they've never had good football teams from what i can recall uh they're two and one um they lost to hampton 48 to seven so i yeah, i'm with you villarica wins i don't know if they cover that 28 but villarica definitely wins and harrelson county is at home they are hosting ups and lee ups and lee is an 11 point favorite in beach creek ups and lee wins and covers the points yes i harrelson agree county's not a good team this year no, no. and i hate that I hate that for Coach PV and company out in, in Tallapoosa. I really do. Um, but they just, they're not a good football team. It's but not a They're not, but they're very young. Team. They're very, very young. Uh, and I think in maybe, in probably like two years, I think Harrelson County will, should be good. I know their middle school program has some good kids that they got rid of last year that are, that are freshmen now at the high school. So I would say probably like two years, Harrelson County should be i don't know if they'll be back to where they were in 2021 but they will be much more competitive uh with that with that young group of guys but it's gonna it's gonna be a tough year this year for for all rebels fans uh kind of in a growing year and uh yeah i mean check out uh check out hometown sports media we will have we'll have the bowden at dade county game right yep we'll have the central at north game or central at northgate excuse me with Uh, a new play guy on it yep. yep we will have herd county at raven we will have Mount Zion at home versus Brookstone. Yep. And we will have Villarica on the road at Tri-Cities. Yep. Yes. And we are not afraid, clearly, to go on the road. That's four of our five stations that will be on the road this year, yeah. this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I, I know uh, the, the Bowden crew, the Central crew, the Herd crew, and the Villarica crew, all four of those crews, wherever those teams are playing, we will be there. It doesn't matter where they play. We, if they go on the road, they go on the road to South Carolina, which is about where Raven is. We will be on the road with those teams. We will be, you know, we're not scared of, of driving three hours to go cover our teams. That's just not something that, you know, we shy away from. 
speaking of South Carolina, I cannot wait, cannot wait to listen to Casey and Clay tonight because they are going to have a special guest. They are going to have a special guest. They are going to have a special guest. Wait to hear that. Yeah, that is going to be. I'll have to get home and listen to it on the replay. Um, but yeah, they will have a spe- oh, special guest. Heard County at Raven County. Uh, Casey and Clay on the Braves Network will have a special guest tonight. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Last night in softball, Bowden beats the crap out of Mount Zion, ten uh, nothing. Villarica beats Banneker fifteen to nil. Continues the run of uh, no. no. No run scored against their region opponents. That's just crazy, man. Uh, I, I, like, Villarica is a good team. Villarica is a good team. But that that region is absolute dog crap. And that is. It, it's all, dude, I, if they can go all year without giving up a single run to a region opponent is is phenomenal. And the thing that I was I was a little worried about Villarica's schedule. Um, but it later on in the season they do play some hard out of region uh, opponents in, in some tournaments and stuff, so that that's good because I just I didn't want them getting complacent playing just their region and, and beating the crap out of them. But they do they do have some harder opponents later on in the season and some tournaments and stuff, so that's good to see. In volleyball, Temple Falls to South Paulding two to nothing. And on the Smith's four coverings games and events calendar in softball, Bremen's at North University of North Georgia versus Dawson County in Oconee County. And then Hurd County on Saturday will be facing Vidalia and Pike County. And that's your Smith's four coverings games and events calendar. Billy, let's get to the Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollar segment. Missed it last Friday, but we are back on it this Friday. Right now, Billy, you are almost over $300 at $285, man. You're, you're up yeah, push a, it over. $100, $100 up on me so far this year. I'm at $184. You're at $285 right now. I have some long dogs this weekend. I went some, uh, I went with some long odds. So if, the, if these guys hit, be, this will be nice. Do what? You're trying to catch up with me. That's oh. that's where you're you're messing up. Uh, they're just they're they're just tasty lines uh, because I think honestly I I don't know why the second one I don't know why they're not the best odds of the weekend for that. Um, so at number one I have Martin Truex Jr. to win Saturday night in Bristol at a plus fourteen hundred. If he doesn't win Saturday night, Martin Truex Jr., who was my pick to win the championship, is going to have to point himself into the next round of the playoffs for the NASCAR chase for the cup. And, uh, you know, pointing in in Bristol is going to be tough. Winning in Bristol is going to be tough. I I think Martin Truex Jr. has a good showing at Bristol. I think he comes home with the victory Saturday night at the Bass Pro Shop night race in Bristol, Tennessee. The Texans are the worst team in the NFL. And right now they have the sixth best odds to be the lowest scoring team on Sunday. They're playing the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are also terrible. Uh, but I got I got the Texans as being the lowest scoring team on Sunday at a plus two thousand. They can't score. They're they're really really bad. Uh, and then also on Sunday I have Michael Pittman Jr. in that same game Texas and Colts. I have Michael Pittman Jr. with an anytime touchdown at plus two thirty. Might need to bring him up. On my he's on my bench right now. I, mean, I, I would he suggest was on my last week. I would suggest bringing him up. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be the number one target uh, for Indy. All right, let's get to mine. Uh, let's starting off in the college game tomorrow. Ole Miss versus Georgia Tech. Uh, I've got, Ole Miss is a 17.5 point favorite. Give me Ole Miss in the points against Georgia Tech. Um, I think they win this one um, running away. I didn't know Georgia Tech had a football team. Huh. <laughs> On Sunday, Green Bay versus Atlanta. Give me the Green Bay money line. It's a plus 100. Um, I I just think they're going to end up winning this game. I don't understand what people. Uh, why is Why is Atlanta favored in this? 
don't know. I don't, I don't I'm know. Very confused by that. I mean, I, I appreciate I appreciate Falcons <laughs> fan, but nice no, compliment. <laughs> and then back to Saturday. Give me Washington University, Washington versus Michigan State. Michigan State is a turmoil right now. Uh, they Washington is a seventeen point favorite. Uh, give me Washington to beat uh, Michigan State. Who's in a worse position right now, Michigan State or Northwestern? Uh, that's definitely Northwestern, but Michigan State's kind of up there right now. <laughs> the close second. <laughs> Dude, it's it's rough. It's not Mel Tucker, good. You know, Mel Tucker is going through going through the ringer right now. So, uh, Billy, let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert. Be a real estate group. Jay Norville jabs at Deion Sanders ahead of the Colorado rivalry game. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you pissing off the greatest of all time? I don't know. Why are you doing that? Ram, Rams <laughs> coach Jay Norville took a shot at Sanders' habit of wearing a hat and sunglasses uh, during news conferences. He said, I don't care if they hear this in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Good for you, Coach Norvell. I don't. Good for you. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know, man. That was like you're taking you were taking a shot at at, and and if you don't think the kids notice, (laughs) I saw a video yesterday of of, uh, Shiloh Sanders talking about it and Oh, that's just a problem. That's a problem for y'all. I can. I, there's there's one guy in college football, not one guy, but one of the top guys in college football that I don't want to piss off right now if I had to play him in. Deion Sanders is one of those guys. Like, you know. Yep. Deion Sanders, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart. Like, those are the guys. I, I, eh, maybe I just won't piss him off, you know? Maybe I won't piss those guys off. You don't think, if you don't think he's one of the greatest motivators right now, like... At the beginning of the year, three and a half was Colorado's line. Hmm. Three and a half wins total. <laughs> They're at two right now. What a, what a stupid line. Just it's a stupid dumb. line. Dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I said, I said when we went to Colorado, I, I said, I didn't know if we could win up there. Um, and, you know, I, I said, I'm, I'm going to be pulling for him. I'm a huge Deion Sanders fan. I just would have liked to have seen him go to a bigger university. And I, I think he's proved through two weeks that he can he can win there now i just want to see him be able to sustain it and and keep recruiting up there and turn dude if he turns colorado into like a, a national power that'd be so awesome that'd be great i would i would love to see that so yeah big d we're huge Deion sanders fans down here i uh, saw something on i think it was tiktok that said you know maybe uh Dion will go to the national football league and uh coach the cowboys with uh shadur I don't. I don't think. I don't think Dion's going to go to the NFL. I think. I think he's a college guy. I think he's cut out perfectly for college. NFL. NFL is full of too many divas. Where's my theme music? Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of NFL divas, Billy, uh, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers says surgery for turn Achilles went great, um, and he's he's Stop not it, he's not. He's not saying that he's retiring. I think he's still in the mindset that he's going to come back or try to come back next year. Yeah, but I bet he will be. I bet he'll come back. That's crazy. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Be 65 years old playing in the NFL. That's nuts. Can't believe he'll it. He'll be 40. He'll be 40 next year. Yeah. Might as well be 65. Uh, <laughs> Dustin Johnson says uh, defection to the LIV tour cost him a Ryder Cup spot. Well, no-ish, Dustin. 
Really? I mean, that's one of the dumbest statements you could have made. Well, no kidding. What are you what are you doing, DJ? Come on. Of course it did. Ugh. Uh, he said, "I would have loved to be. In, I would have loved to have been part of the team. But to be honest, I haven't really played that well this year. But have I played well enough to be on the team? Yeah. I. I, I didn't. I don't think I've had the best year. But I think I've played enough. I played well enough to be on that team. Uh, he said, if I, if I would have been playing, if I would have been playing on the PGA Tour, yeah, I would have made the team. Absolutely. Do you think I can help the USA team? Absolutely, I do." Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. DJ DJ saying that he's not on the team, not because of his play necessarily, but more or less because he wasn't doing the same thing on the PGA Tour. So a little little sour grapes still over there. Uh, Old Miss defensive tackle DeSanto Rollins is suing Lane Kiffin and the school over mental health issues. Weird. This, no. this this is a weird weird conversation, and and I get it. You know, Ohio State had a player that left left the team because of mental health, um, and I think he stayed on scholarship. I think Ryan Day kept him on scholarship. He did, um, and I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure that he has came back and spoke to the team. He's he spoke in front of the team as yeah. well about it. Um, and I think Ryan Day ways to handle it. Yeah, and obviously Lane didn't do it the right way. Well, did, does that surprise anybody? I'll let you know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't sue us, Lane Kiffin. All right? Don't pull a Brett Favre and sue us, okay? Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Every little podcast in West Georgia. Yeah. Allegedly. He, uh, the, lawsuit, the lawsuit says it did not. the school did not have written institutional procedures for routine mental health referrals. So I don't know. What, what is this, routine? I don't know. I don't know what I'm that not means. Going, I'm stopping. I'm stopping before I get going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Let's go. Sounds, like a, sounds like a big snowflake lawsuit to me. That's what I that bet. sounds like. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Stop it. Move on. I can't. All right. Yeah. We got, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, we're going to say. rabbit hole that we yeah, don't need to go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to. Uh, Dartmouth men's basketball players file petitions seeking to unionize. God. This is this is getting beyond ridiculous. It's, got, it's, it. it's going to ruin college sports. I mean. Stop. Stop it. Once when our kids are our age, college sports as we know it will be a thing of the past. And this is exactly what I was talking about the other night. I'm losing my passion for college sports because I don't know what you want to be. Do you want to be a professional league like the NBA and the NFL? If you want to be that, be that. And there's no place for a secondary professional league. Nobody wants to watch that. Uh, if you, if you want to be prep sports like high school is, then be that. But this weird middle ground almost purgatory that college sports is in now is just draining the love that i have for college athletics you sound like such a yankee there you really do what well and i know you're a big pro person yeah period it's professional sports yes but college sports is just different it's it feels different it's it's always been a different game it used to be no, I, I still think it is. No. It's a different different experience. It's going down a rabbit hole that it can't recover from. And it's it uh, the college experience will be dead by the time our kids are our age. College experience as we know it will be dead. It Maybe. it will it will not be the same. Maybe. I'm telling you. That's what that's what's ruining college sports for me right now is they don't know what they are. They're trying to be a professional league and they're not. Like it's it's, it's just frustrating. Uh, and today in 2018, Russian boxer Triple G 
loses his first pro fight in a record 20th title defense, as well as undisputed world middleweight crown when outpointed by Mexican boxer Canelo Alvarez in Las You're Vegas. Such a Say his name. Huh? Gennady Golovkin? Oh, that was pretty good. I, 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 I know boxing. <laughs> what do you mean say Go- I, I know Golovkin <laughs> I've read I read over that name like five times and I'm like nope not touching it yeah Gennady, Gennady <laughs> Golovkin Triple G uh, this was I I lost my mind when they announced this fight it was the it was a Travis Shamakery of a point uh, giving to Canelo Alvarez I mean that was uh, I that was one of the maddest I've ever been after a fight Triple G won the fight Triple G won this fight, and I'll I'll go down swinging on this one to anybody who wants to debate me. Triple G outpointed Canelo Alvarez in this fight. He landed more punches. He landed more body punches. Canelo Alvarez's punches probably did inflict more damage, but uh, Triple G had volume and had ring control. This is the most furious I've ever been after any professional boxing or MMA fight ever. Triple G won this. Triple G won this fight. So, yeah, that's what happened today in 2018 bill you got anything else to add to the podcast today no nah, man let's get out of here enjoy our weekend uh hope everyone enjoys theirs because it's it's gonna be a fun weekend yeah tune into hometown sports media tonight and we will see you all on monday same time same place shake your neighbor just shake them shake your neighbor